Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Qualifying for the Indy 500, there is nothing like bump day. Having now lived here through no bump days and bump days, bump days are better, and anyone who thinks otherwise is out of their damn head. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Kurt Darling joins us right now from the WIBC Newsroom. He is the racing savant. He was out there all weekend. The speed was the story. The results are the story. But there's no bigger story than what is uh, RLL, Ray Hall, uh, Letterman Lanigan racing and the drama that they are experiencing. Let's start with how uh, this played out. Who's got the pole? Who are Who is uh, in that, that fast six? And then we'll get into Ray Hall. So, yeah, Tony, so it was uh, the fast six um, ended up being Alex Pillow, Renus VK, Felix Rosenquist, Santino Ferrucci, Pato Award, and Scott Dixon. Now, it's in that order that they're going to roll off on race day. Alex Pillow getting the pole at a, at a record pole speed at 234.217 miles an hour. Of course, remember, we have to make that distinction. That is not the fastest qualifying speed overall. Ari Leyendijk set that back in 1996. But Alex Pillow is the fastest pole sitter in Indy 500 history. So um, it was it's the fastest overall field in Indy, Indianapolis 500 history. It's also one of the tightest ever. In fact, it's about four or five miles an hour between first and 33rd this year so but it was a drama filled day but also an exciting day as well as um, Chip Ganassi Racing gets their third straight pole here at the Indianapolis 500. So you got to understand that Jack Harvey is 33rd in the field he was 229 in his average speed and Palau was 234 in his average speed that's where that five mile uh, difference comes into play the top three are all averaging 234 the top nine Average 233 miles an hour. It was a question of they've really figured out these kits or it was just the perfect uh, track conditions, the perfect weather allowed for the perfect opportunity. It was a, a kind of an amalgamation of all three things. Uh, obviously, uh, the Ganassi cars in the Aero McLaren cars were the class of the field in qualifying as well as practice leading up to qualifying. Both of those teams got each of their four drivers into the fast 12 at the start of the day. So obviously the speed was there. And then you throw in a couple wild cards as well. Santino Ferrucci, for one, as well as Benjamin Peterson, the two AJ Foyt cars. Now the Foyt cars had not had any speed and any of the 500s kind of leading up to now. So all of a sudden, the the Foyts are back in the conversation as far as having speed. And then you have Will Power then as one of the, as the lone Penske car as well in the Fast 12. But, you know, as far as the conditions are concerned, Tony, it was a little bit warmer than it was on Saturday, but there was hardly any wind. Still, getting into the afternoon at peak track con- temps, 
getting up there in about 127 or so. It was a little bit easier, though, for the Fast 12 and the Fast 6 guys, and then the conditions were really at their worst for the last chance qualifying guys. So and that kind of added a little bit of drama as the last chance qualifying guys had to make as much speed as they can at peak track conditions. Talking to Kurt Darling from the WIBC Newsroom as we go through this uh, field of 33. And you take a look at uh, Ray Hall Racing, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Catherine Legg already made the race. She's in position number 30 outside of row 10, average lap speed of 231 miles an hour. They've got four drivers. Three of them are in the bottom four. Lungard, Harvey, Ray Hall, they're all trying to fight. They're all trying to get in. They want to see, and this is his real name, bless his soul, Stingray Rob, who is, uh, I, how, how do you not pick him? My God, just on name alone. <laughs> they're trying to move him out, and they're all trying to make it. Never mind Ray Hall getting bumped, which we'll get into in a second. What's wrong with this team? Um, they just didn't have the speed. I mean, it, it. there's really no hard explanation as to why. You know, you bring what you have to the Indianapolis 500 every year, and there could be a whole bunch of different things. You know, there could be some some anomaly with the engine. You may not have the the aerodynamics right. I mean, keep in mind, though, you're trimming the car as much as you possibly can, so it really comes down to raw mechanical speed that you get to at qualifying. And the Ray Hall cars, all, all four of them, did not have a lot of speed coming into this. Now, they were looking pretty, they were looking decent in race trim, but remember, you still have to qualify for the race, and that is a completely different ball game. And as far as raw speed is concerned, the equipment that the Ray Hall cars brought this year just didn't add up to what the rest of the field had. They didn't crack 230 in their average speed. When you take a look at, at Lungard, when you take a look at Jack Harvey and at Graham Ray Hall, none of them had a four-lap average of 230. Catherine Legg had a lap four-lap average of 231. But when it comes down to it, that final position, which Jack Harvey won as time expires, he's at 229.166. Graham Ray Hall at 229.159. The difference is .007. I was trying to look. I don't know what's closer. You know, and when you go back to the history, I haven't, I haven't yet, yet to figure out when there's been a closer uh, uh, amount of speed between in and out of the 500. Well, yeah, it's it's certainly something to you'd really have to deep dive into the rec the records of uh, qualification results to really see if that is. But still, as far as I can remember, you know, and keep in mind we've only had a handful of bump years in the last decade or so, depending on how many entries you have. But still, you're right, Tony. It is prop. It is one of the closest, if not the closest difference between 33rd and 34th entry that I have witnessed in quite some time but it was truly remarkable how Jack Harvey was able to throw down that last run at the last possible second and keep in mind you have to you kind of have to take into some of the engineering aspects of this as well these cars operate at peak at peak efficiency when they are cooler 
if you have a hot engine, it does not perform as well in qualifying trim. So that's why you saw on his de facto second run, Jack Harvey going out there at minimum speed just to kind of cool off the engine before he took off, took off on his third actual run. That did not have enough speed. And so then they make one last aerodynamic change to the car with a hot engine going back out there and then laying down just enough speed to get into the race. That is truly remarkable, to say the least. But still, you have to feel for Graham Ray Hall. He handled it. He handled. He was a class act in handling it, but it is certainly, uh, it's certainly tough to be bumped from the field. There's going to be a whole conversation about him, his racing future. Is he going to retire? Does he want to race for his dad, or does he want to be on a team that can actually be competitive? When you're hearing things like that, you got to wonder, What's wrong with this team? Because they've got the pedigree, they've got the name, they've got it all. They just couldn't put it together, but they've got three entries in the 500. Kurt Darling from the WIBC Newsroom, I appreciate you taking the time.